Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. Oh man, we just spent the last 20 minutes watching our robot vacuum. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear it in the background, that's what's happening. Yeah. I like, I got it in the divorce, <laughs> the separation from my partner. <laughs> um, and then we just kind of kept it in the basement. We haven't used it. But then today I just felt inspired. Yeah. Called through the grace of our Lord. To bring it upstairs. I know. I had one back in the day as well, but it was a hassle with little kids because before you could turn it on, you had to pick up all their toys. But don't you have to do that anyway before you vacuum? Like, yes and no. Like, you could, like, shuffle the toys around while you're vacuuming. Right. But, like, if it was to, like, suck in, like, Barbie's hair or something, you'd be hooped. You don't want to set it and forget it. No. We, our intention when we got it was to like have it go off every day at noon or something. And we just lived in like a bungalow so it could do the whole floor. But then we read this Reddit post or something and this guy like set it to go in the middle of the night and the dog had had mm-hmm. diarrhea and then it, it scooped it up and just smeared it throughout their whole house all night. Yeah, I've heard of that as well. Yeah. I've seen a meme or whatever. Yeah, so I think, like, if you have pets, best not to do that. Yeah, you shouldn't set it and walk away. Yeah. But I do feel... It's only annoying. We live in, like, a... We live in a, a house with lots of step-ups and downs. Yeah, it's a four-level split. Yeah, but... Who even... making fun of me for saying that over... Oh, my cousin Jim. Yeah. <laughs> But I think even beyond the fact that it's a four-level split, there's, like, a sunken living room. Yeah. And, and then even another sunken, sunken doorway. Entryway. Yeah. And so it's just, like, you couldn't really set... Well, we've set it and forget it down there. Yeah. But that's because we're here. Yeah. And, like... But it's it can only do very small spaces at a time. Like, you need to be able to pick it up and move it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. Um. Wow. Well... I'm happy that it's not like midnight and we're recording because sometimes we record so late, but I know and I'm charging my phone this time while we're talking. Yeah. Cause what was it at? Like, well, it says it's at 16. So it was probably at like 11. Okay. We would have made it. Yeah. But I'm excited. We're covering episode 18. What's it called? Faith, hope, and the bottom line. Okay. Seems a little wordy to me, but yeah. Um, April 21st, mm-hmm. 1997. Eric puts his job on the line to help an ex-con. Like, that is so much That is, like, one of the storylines. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of storylines in this one. I tried to take notes like you where I had them broken down by character. Yeah. It worked pretty much for all of this, except at the end when there's, like, a Ruthie-Simon crossover with each other. Yeah. But other than that, they each kind of had their own line. Yeah. What's it called? Faith, hope, and the bottom line? Yeah. 
Is there another word I'm missing? No. Faith, hope, and the bottom line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line has to do with the budget that Annie's running. Yeah. And everything else is having faith yeah. and hope. But there were... Con. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the first time that we really get to hear about Simon having any extracurricular. Yeah. And he, apparently he lives and breathes baseball, but like first time we're hearing about it. Yeah. That's a shocker. Yeah. Um, also you, and I think this was the same in the nineties, a tennis shot lasts five years, seven years, five or seven, more than one. More than one. And they're making this big thing about how last year when he had to get his tetanus shot. Or did he just... Yeah. I don't... Yeah. So it opens up. We learn Simon lives and breathes baseball. And Annie says, okay, well, you have to go... We'll have to get your tetanus shot before baseball starts. Which Seems is... like an odd... It's a... That's... And, and they kept saying, like... He kept saying, like, well, let's just wait till I get hurt and then you can give it to me. Yeah. Like... Tetanus is for rusty nails, right? Yeah. And like, I don't know. What's that rattling noise? It's the computer hitting the light. Oh. Yeah. Like I, it seems like a weird requirement to play. Yes. Baseball. Yes. I remember like we needed to get a tetanus shot. Like if we cut ourselves swimming or Mm -hmm. something, um, if I cut myself at work, like, which is with a knife. I need to go get a tetanus shot. So mine's but always only up to date. if you haven't had it within, yeah, five to or seven years. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> jury's out on that one. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's a weird thing that that's what they put like that they put this like signing up for baseball and he requires a tetanus shot. Yeah, it's like Anyways. they wanted this storyline of Eric, Matt, and Simon being fearful of needles. Yeah. And, and like, so they were like, how can we do it? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it couldn't have just been his like grade six vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> but here in Canada, I don't know if it's the same in the States. They come to your school. Yes, they do. Cause I remember in grade four and six, probably. Yeah. Um, having to go and get. Yeah. There's grade four vaccines and then grade six vaccines and then grade nine or something like that. And when you get hepatitis and now they give you HPV. Well, do you remember the big drama around that? I still think that they don't give HPV vaccines at Catholic school. Like promote sexual activity. Yeah. You don't want promoting premarital sex. Yeah. That was like such a to do, but just like it actually prevents a lot more. So <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Uh, and then Anyways. we find out Ruthie. So that's kind of an ongoing theme, this baseball that kicks off this tetanus shot. Mm-hmm. And then Ruthie at school gets a phone book. Yeah. With, like important numbers. Like it's a very kindergarten thing. Yeah. Like I think they're trying to promote like safety and learning people's phone numbers. And, but the front of it just says emergency numbers and it's got fire 911, police 911, ambulance 911. <laughs> Like, yeah, you could have saved a lot of ink <laughs> yeah. by just 911. Yeah. So then. 911 was probably pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. What? Really? 
like I grew up in a small town and we didn't have 911 until after I moved to Calgary, which was in 1996. Okay. <laughs> but I'm sure in bigger metropolises, it was probably, and maybe in the States. Yeah. But Simon, like, teases Ruthie about not knowing their phone number. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, we should phone it, but I don't know what the area code would be. And I think all those 555 numbers are, like, void. Like, that's why but, like, they... like, what? Like, I don't know. Like... Yeah. 555-0157. Yeah. I memorized it. But what's the area code? We need that. I mean, to look up Glen Oak, California. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. Did you not... So did you have 911 when you were a kid? Like, your whole life? I think so like we had i watched rescue 911 in yes. the 80s i guess it's just because i was it was a new i was in a small town right and they would have had to like ran the lines so like when i grew growing up for me we had one number for fire one for number for police and one number for ambulance and one number for like poison control right and we had written my mom in my mom's handwriting was written out instructions to give like whoever we were calling directions to get to our home yeah, because it was rural. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So this kind of, this theme weaves its way through because Ruthie wants to phone all the numbers to make sure that they work. And so it's got, like, the neighbor's number and the 911. Yeah, I think, is it other kids in her class? Like, I didn't... I don't know. The teacher's home phone number. Poison control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Simon says that most of these, these numbers are probably fake. They don't even work anyways. Yeah. Shut up, Simon. Shut up, Simon. So, um, <laughs> and then Eric is at a very important job fair. Mm -hmm. and he's a community in, job a fair. A community job fair. And he's interviewing Ron. And Eric is blown away because not only can Ron type 70 words a minute, which maybe in the 90s was good, but like I'm over 95 words a minute. You can type so fast I'm and I'm so, so jealous of my you. God, I'm so fast at typing. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never had a job that required me to type a lot. I right. just work in a kitchen. Bah, bah. What? No. <laughs> Don't downplay that. You can chop a carrot. You can julienne a carrot faster than That's anything. true. I can chop up vegetables really fast. I'm just like slice, slice. I know when you use the wrong knife and it gives me oh, such anxiety God. watching you. <laughs> I but hate it. <laughs> yesterday I cut a tomato and I was like, should I use the serrated knife? Yeah. And you said yes, and I did. Yeah, it's way easier. Yeah, in my mind, like, a serrated knife is rougher, so it's going to, like, no, fuck like a, up a vegetable. No, it's not. Like, a good, sharp one is just going to, like, grip it shing, shing right through yeah. it. It's just, it's also mostly because, like, our other, like, my other, like, my French knife is not that as sharp as it could be, so. It's What's just your easy. French knife? The big knife. That's called a French knife? Yeah. Where's our Italian knife? It's French cooking. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I can type fast. Thank you. Yeah, you can. I'm. It's. I'm jealous oh. of it. <laughs> so not only can Ron type seventy-five words a minute, he can file and play the organ. Sure can. He's good at paperwork and organ playing. Everything. And then Ron is like, "Okay, but you did see where I learned those skills." And Eric's like, yeah, this XYZ correctional facility. What? <laughs> Do they teach organ playing at the correctional facilities? Well, he said piano. And then he said, my organ playing skills are a little rusty. Right. But is an organ much different than a piano? I, you're asking the wrong person. If you're an organist or a pianist, 
Um, so they just not had an organist since mittens. that since mittens left. That was a lot of episodes ago. Yeah, I don't know who. <laughs> Maybe the choir just had to. Oh God, the choir was had so to funny at the end. It. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So Eric's like, yeah, that's no problem. Like you've got all these skills. This is amazing. Here's my card. I got to run it past the the board because mm-hmm. we're doing our budget, but I will be in touch. I want you to come by tomorrow at four and meet everybody. Yeah. And I, I wrote, Ron looks like Leonardo DiCaprio's father. Oh yeah. I see that. You're right. Ron DiCaprio. Or maybe like a cousin, like, yeah, like, like his Leo's mom's sister's boy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Leo's mom's brother. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, Distant relative. Yeah. not too distant. So while this is happening, Annie's at the house. And and the 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 board from the church is there? Just all around the dining room table. And Annie's at the head of the table running this monthly church meeting because Eric is busy at the job fair. Like, plan better. Yeah. Like, what time was this meeting starting and what time did the job fair go? Uh, yeah, and like, m- can the board meeting just be a different day, like tomorrow or yesterday? Yeah, you got to be considerate of other people's time. Yeah, I hate that. Well, Annie took over, and within minutes, the board votes that she should be the interim treasurer. Treasurer, because if she can keep a budget for the piddly income of a minister in a family of seven, what can't she do? What can't she do? And Bob fucked it up. Yeah. Well, before he left. Yeah. So she's got to get it in order because the budget's due. The budget's due. And so the board would like a security system installed. Yeah. Um, Everything is just too... It's too loosey-goosey. Loosey Anybody goosey, can just walk right in. for the picking. Yeah. Yeah. And... Especially with what happened to the Hamilton's church. Yes, I know. And the orphan George like, just snuck in. He just in. snuck in there. <laughs> Into the minister's office, yeah. which... Has some other <laughs> feels about it. But so, yeah. So Eric pitches to the board that he would like to hire Ron. Mm-hmm. And they he comes for a tryout and he plays the organ amazingly. And that's all he really does. He doesn't like show them how fast he types or anything, which would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> do they do that at job interviews where you have to type a lot? Do they test, I think maybe in the you? 60s. That's crazy. I'm sure there are some like call center jobs or like data entry jobs where you've got to check your proficiency. And is it, is it a stenographer? The, who's the one that types in court in the courtrooms? I think that's a sn- stenographer. Stenographer, not a sonographer. Not a sonographer. That's, that's a heart checker. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, but they use like a completely specific keyboard. Like I know, it's, it's short crazy. Hand. It's yeah. It's it doesn't even look real. No, like it'd be really interesting to learn that. Yeah. For you. Like, <laughs> you're the typer. I'm you know, I like that the typist. Yeah. That typing, <laughs> I'd be very good on Mad Men. You would. Except I don't look good in a pencil skirt. Yeah, and they smoke in the office too much. My asthma would be Yeah, you'd be awful. You'd yeah. cough too much that they'd think you were atrocious. <laughs> um, okay, so the board doesn't want Ron. They think he did so great, but did you not see he was a convict? Yeah. And Eric's like, ex-con. He ex-con. did his time. He did his time. He's 
more than qualified. He's willing to work. And isn't the church about helping each other out? Yeah. It is. So, so, okay. So do you want to talk about Eric and Annie? And there. And some of the, did I take a video of it? I don't know what you took videos of. Your videos are, your things are so small. My thumbnails? Your thumbnails. You've got five in a row. Okay. I've got three. Oh. Yeah. You go like this. No, that's too small. Okay. Let's just, okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) so. Oh, oh. Our Richard the vacuum just let us know that he has completed his task. <laughs> Thank you kindly, sir. Thanks, Dick. Uh, I named him Richard because he can be a bit of a dick sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> Annie and Eric have a bit of fighting over over Annie getting a job with the church and yeah. So. Leading up to this argument, they have this whole, like, are you sure it's okay that I took this job? Are you sure that you're sure okay that, that I took this job? Is everyone okay? Are like, you okay that you took the job? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like, and then Annie's trying to balance the budget, and Eric's like, we need to hire Ron and not get a security system. And Annie's like, okay, but we're looking at the bottom line and the risks, and, like, there's a really tight budget that we need to fix. And if Ron does steal their money, they're even more hooped. Yeah. So do we put that faith and hope into Ron for the bottom, bottom line. line. There Whoa. it is. <laughs> so I'm going to just play this audio because it's a scene in Eric's office where the chambers. The, <laughs> gross. <laughs> where um, Annie is trying to balance things and Eric's pouting because nobody's listening to his great idea and there's some sass. So enjoy. Understand their concerns and priorities. Understand for sure. I'm the practical one on our team, Eric. I, I need more than a feeling to go on. I also need more than a ledger sheet. Just give it a little time. They've agreed to reconsider their position. All anyone is asking you is to do the same before you make your decision. All right, fine. You know, they knew I wouldn't go for a security system all at once, so they elected to do treasures so they could use your influence. Oh, really? I thought maybe they elected me because they knew the budget had to be done in a hurry and they knew I could do it. I also think they knew they could trust me to be fair, which oddly enough is more than you knew. Guys, it's that music for me that just like foot in mouth, Eric. Like, do they do that these days in TV where music cues an emotional, it's like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I watch enough like current fiction. <laughs> the, yeah, I, you, I was obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. I haven't watched it now in like two years. I'm maybe even three seasons behind, unfortunately. Um, but the only other things I was really watching was like Walking Dead. Um, what else is on AMC? Whoa. Um, and those shows, yeah, like they, 
they really focus on like the sounds of like a zombie crunching your brain rather than like music. <laughs> <laughs> like more ASMR. Yeah. Instead of emotional music. Cued music. Yeah. This is what I'm finding, but well, Eric puts his foot in his mouth. Annie's hurt. She's just trying to be a career woman. I did write at one point. Um I said uh, Annie's a career woman and is real bossy and curt. <laughs> yeah, because she she's like rushing around with her big laptop the size of a encyclopedia, <laughs> and he and Eric's like, "Aren't you gonna say goodbye to the kids?" And she's like, "Yeah, we're leaving. Yeah, and she's, they'll be fine." She's like, "They've been doing fine on their own." <laughs> like, whoa, Annie! I know she's business lady. Like, come on. Um. So then Lou from the board shows up and he he says, we're not hiring him. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's kind of left at that. Next thing you know, it's nighttime and Ron is like mysteriously trying to like, uh, he's on the front steps of the church. It's dark and he's trying to open the locked doors. And Lou, like, bam, out of the bushes. Like, is Lou just <laughs> holding up there? Because... I mean, they call him Bushman Lou, you know? <laughs> because they can't afford a security system, so Lou's going to take matters into his own hands? Yeah, community watch, neighborhood watch. <laughs> so, um, Lou stops him and asks what he was there for. And he says he's just there looking for a hymn book so he can learn the hymns to get a leg up on his first day. Yeah. And so then Lou's like, you know what, Ron? Why were you in jail? And he says he wanted a lifestyle that his paycheck couldn't afford. So he used his job at the bank to get what he wanted. Yeah. Embezzlement, like, I think is what that's ooh. called. Not great, Ron. Not great, Ron. Um, So then we cut back to the Camden's house and Eric is being smashy. He is oh. throwing a temper tantrum. He, he smashed closed that dishwasher. Yeah. Ours would have screamed. For some reason, our dishwasher, every time you open or close, it's like... And I have put enough WD-40 in that dishwasher to, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lube, lube it up. Lube somebody up forever. Because <laughs> it is very squeaky. But it will not stop squeaking. It won't stop. Yeah. So anyway, slamming cupboards, <laughs> slamming dishes. Yeah. He's so Rushing mad. around. He's so angry. Yeah. He can't believe he, that Lou asked Ron what he was in there for. Because yeah. it didn't matter. He's done his time. And he's like, they're not even considering anything else. And Annie's like, well, have you considered anything else? And she calls him out. Yeah, because she's business Annie. And then they have this really weird apology. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even actually apologize. Eric, yeah, Eric's like, I love you. And she's like, yeah, you're okay. And then he's like, yeah, you know, you've been doing a lot and you're really great at this and da-da-da-da. And she's like, apology accepted. Like, he didn't and even then they start making out moaning. No, he's like putting his tongue in her mouth. And I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not like a like a makeup sex make out makeup. I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like that's like I'm, an emotional or like high and an emotional low or something. Or and I'm just so Eddie steady, even Steven. <laughs> yeah, no emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But, oh. Um, so then Eric says, well, I'm hiring him anyways. Yeah. Oh, we missed the part where Lou says to Eric mm -hmm. that... Um, he says... Oh, God, where did I write it? 
the board will not hesitate to petition for Eric's removal if he hires Ron. Yes. I wrote uh, Eric's. So board guy Lou says that if Eric's judgment for wanting to hire Ron is jeopardizing the church, they could yeah. petition for him to leave. Yeah. Um, and Eric's like, well, you're going to have to do what you're going to have to do, I guess. Yeah. He puts his faith in the Lord. Yeah. And at one point, Annie does say, or does Eric say, faith without risk is easy. And then, and then the other one says the opposite. Yeah. Risk, risk without, without faith, faith is, is foolish. Easy. Easy, hard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write the other one down. Yeah. I didn't write either of them down. Um, yeah. So then Eric hires the con anyway. He says, and then Annie has to present the findings of the budget the to budget the board. budget recommendations. But then I, like, I wrote, Annie preaches about budget and compassion and the business of compassion. And she <laughs> makes her recommendations. And, like, then she, like, hands out these, like, notebooks, duotangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got the printed budget in it yeah and and then all of a sudden a choir starts singing and walking in holy 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 and then the back doors of the church open and the whole congregation shows up yeah i thought it was like some sort of like statement piece but it was actually just a sunday and the service needed to be because they did say this is due on sunday so they must have been doing this pre-church yeah and then eric like gets up and goes and puts on his robe and Matt and the rest of the kids, like, move to the front pew. Yeah, they're the preacher's family. Uh, and, and then Ron comes Ron out. Ron rolls in. I just wrote church rolls in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And Ron is, like, like rushing to get his church garb, his organist robe, robe mm -hmm. on. And he's like, sorry, I had to take three buses to get here. Yeah. And then he shakes everyone's hand and... Away he, he goes to play the organ. Do you think he can't drive because he was in jail? Is that a thing? Yeah, I have a lot of... I have, like, an interesting perspective on, like, people who have been to prison. So I've interviewed two people on my other podcast, I did not sign up for this, who have been to prison. And it's wild. Like, coming out, like, uh, Marcy Marie, mm -hmm. she what she had a financial crime and even today i think she's still on parole and she's not allowed to have a debit or a credit card like she could only working cash yes cash or so when she got out and she got a job at sonic that's like where a lot of them are able to get jobs like they'll, the burger joint yeah okay they'll pay them in these like they'll they'll load like a preloaded payment card but it's not connected to like a bank account is that because she had a financial crime i think so interesting yeah i didn't think to ask madison so madison's episode was just last week and she went not for a financial crime and when she got out um like she was able to get a job doing what she had originally done before she went to prison huh. but like, I think there are stipulations to, like, depending on the crime and depending on probably where you live, like, maybe the he, state or whatever. Yeah, maybe, yeah. or maybe he just, he didn't, he hasn't been able to get a job, so he can't afford a car. Right. So that's why he's not driving. Yeah. Or his, like, driver's license, yeah, what's it called? Expired. Well, yeah. While he was in prison, and then that's expensive to redo all of that stuff. 
Yeah, one just on a little tangent. One yeah. thing I never considered was so Madison had student loans. She was like a recent university graduate and when she was facing this jail, she went to jail for 5 years, prison I think I should say. Um like it still accrued interest. She had to like write a letter to let them know she was going to be incarcerated for 5 years and so they didn't try to take payments but they just kept kept it accruing interest. Oh my god. So she's like I will probably be paying for this student loan for the rest of my life. Because interest rates are wild. Yeah, and it and now accrued for 5 years. 5 years on no. the on the maximum yeah. amount. That's crazy. Yeah. Don't go to jail, kids. Yeah, also reconsider post-secondary <laughs> if you're, like, not sure about it. Yeah, like, don't just take classes for the sake of taking classes. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Annie preaches about this, and then... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you want to talk about Simon's tetanus shot? Or do you I want to talk wanna... about... So Simon's note at the end, he said, you know, if mom had a real job, oh, yeah. we could eat like kings every night because he was eating pizza. Like they had ordered pizza as like a treat. Because mom was busy at work. Yeah. Like, shut up, shut Simon. Up, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So Simon's needle dilemma. So Matt offers to take Simon to get the shop because Annie's now a working mom and Eric freaks out. And yeah, Eric's like, office. well, I can take you. And he says, no, that's okay. You get, you're scared of needles and you get really weird at doctor's offices. <laughs> like you're an adult, Eric. Yeah. Keep it together. But they like, they kind of in, what's the opposite of parentify? Infant. Infanticide. Inf I know. Infant it feels like you're about to say something inappropriate. In Infantilize. Maybe. <laughs> that sounds right. I'm going to go with it. Okay. So while they're at the doctor, Simon is trying to convince Matt to just sign the paperwork. Yeah. All he needs is a check mark saying he got the needle. And Matt's like, no, because if you get hurt for real, that's then, that's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Tetanus is bad. Tetanus is bad. Your neck goes stiff. You get locked jaw. Ooh. And then you like throw up and choke on your own puke and die. Ew. Maybe that's botulism. <laughs> Could be either. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. So, yeah. So while they're at the doctor's office, Simon is acting very confident and like, oh, it's no big deal to get a needle. Yeah. And he's like, but man, the smell in here. Oh, look, that girl's going to puke. Can you imagine? And Matt is getting all skeezy. Antsy, like, antsy. And like he can't. It's hot in here. And yeah. So Simon is doing this on purpose to make Matt uncomfortable. And then he's like, maybe we come back tomorrow. And he's like, okay. So they get up and leave. 
Yeah. So what we learn is Simon is trying to get out of it because he's scared. Yeah. So so Matt is also just as scared as Eric, and so is Simon. Yeah. <sighs> so. <laughs> um. So finally, oh yeah, Eric and Matt have this like talk about how Simon's just like giving you the gears and like yeah. doing this on purpose. And he's like, he did that to me last year and we ended up just leaving. Yeah. So it made it sound like Eric didn't get Simon his needle last year. Well, maybe that's why he has to get it this year. But I just thought like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like you gotta just do it. Nobody likes needles. Just shut up and do it. Yeah. They should have that on a poster at <laughs> the needle places. Shut up and just do it. Just shut up and do it. Nobody <laughs> likes needles. God. Yeah, I literally wrote, Eric and Matt both skipped Simon's shots. And I put dot, 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 like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the next day, Eric is, or Matt yeah. is like, okay, Simon, we got to go. We got to go to the clinic. And Simon has barricaded himself in his bedroom and he's full of his back catcher he's, gear. He's on, Yeah, he's got his back catcher gear I almost gear said on. umpire. Oh, yeah. No, that's the other guy. That's like is a he, ref. Right. Yeah. The back catcher is the one who stands behind the, person the batter batting. Yeah. to catch it. Yeah. So, so it's important to note that while this episode is going on, Ruthie has decided to test out all the phone numbers on her emergency page. Yeah. And so at one point, like Lucy catches her talking to a firefighter. Um, and they kind of explain like, you can only call these numbers if, if it's, it's a real, real emergency. emergency. So, <laughs> so Simon barricades himself in his room and they're trying to get him out and they're going to like go get a screwdriver and whatever. And they're trying to get out of, out of this bedroom. And, and Ruthie's so he's like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, Simon barricaded himself in his room and we can't get him out. And she's like, yes, like under like her a breath. Real emergency. And she runs into the parents' bedroom. Yeah. And calls 911. And they're like, what's your emergency? And Ruthie's like, well, I don't know. But is barricading yourself in a bedroom an emergency? <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> next thing we hear is wee oo wee oo wee oo all yeah. the emergency. Bang bang bang. Yeah. Cops Open up. show up. It's the Oakfield Police. Glen Oak Police? Yeah. yeah. Glen Oak Police. And it's that like this police officer, he's got some good airtime. He's in like every other episode. He was well, he was in the episode where Simon and Ruthie got lost. Yep. And then he walking was... happy. And, and then at the house party. At the house party, yep. I think he was in the Halloween episode. I think he was too, yeah. And he's a pretty famous actor, actually. Like, he's not a great actor. <laughs> you can be a famous actor and not be very good. That's I true, think. Jimmy Moon. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, no. What happened? Look, I'm just trying to find the episode, but it's like, takes a couple clicks. Oh. Yeah. Well... I do I just want to know his name. That's all. I do just want to point out this little scene where at the end, Annie is fixing mm -hmm. the door because Matt and Mary were trying to take off the door handle to like get in the room and before the police showed up. And so Annie's like in her overalls on her hands and knees, like fixing this door. And she's like, and Ruthie, do you know what I always say? Oh, are you yawning? Yeah, sorry. I just yawned out of nowhere. <laughs> and she and Ruthie's like, no. And she's like, never use a Phillips when a flathead will do. 
I just thought, like, what a funny... I know. It's, is a when isn't a Philip never Phillips, use a Phillips. Is a Phillips a, is the star one. Is a star, but why why would you not use a Phillips if it's a Phillips if it's a star shape? Yeah, I don't know if it's better to use cuz it wouldn't be better to use a flathead in a star shape. Yeah. You can do it. That's why butter knives work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it just seemed like such a funny Okay, so the cop's name um, is Christopher... Oh, man, I went off of it. Christopher Michael. Oh, two first names. And he's in a ton of stuff. He's in, like, the Cable Guy movie, which was, like, not a great movie, but so the funny. The Cable? The Cable Guy with the Jim The Cable Carrey. Guy. Oh. Cable Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in a bunch... He's in some episodes of Community... And he's in two episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And like, he's like a one episode guy. He's in every well, show. Well, not for Seventh like, Heaven. He's in a... Castle, Parenthood, Happy right. Endings, Grey's Anatomy, Franklin and Bash, General Hospital. My God. <laughs> he's like literally in one episode. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. I Everything. mean, he must not be that horrible. Maybe... He was like... in two episodes of iCarly. My. <laughs> <laughs> one episode of Knight Rider, the wow. reboot. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, oh my gosh. This says he's in 45 episodes of Seventh Heaven. And how many episodes of Reba? One. Oh, <laughs> he's a one episode God, why are we a lesbian recap of Reba? Oh, that's next. Okay. We have sort of just today talked a little bit about like, why don't we just put out two episodes a week when we can and otherwise just one? Other Otherwise? Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Like we're or guaranteed one. Yeah. Sometimes two. Sometimes two. Maybe a surprise. We're trying to get ahead and it's been kind of a slag, but we'll get there. But because we're like, we're just as excited. I know. We just want to like watch, record, watch, record. What? Like we're going to take three weeks off. Yeah. Send the kids away and just hammer it down. I know. I actually, I'm going to take like 10 days off at Christmas. We can get a whole bunch done then. Yeah. And I've got some time off in November and yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. I think, um... Uh, we should also talk more seriously about doing Patreon. I know. People keep saying we've got these really good ideas. Like, yeah. Like, I want to do a deep dive on the band who does their intro song. Like, yep. were they just put together just for that song? Or is it a band from the 90s and they got this, like, it was Gig. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. I know. Because I don't think it's an actual song. Like, the Parenthood song is an actual song, and which we had. Which a, one? Oh, my gosh. I, that was a, what's that called when, like... It's like that whole spelling of the Berenstain Bears and like the butterfly the, effect. No, no, um, Mandela effect. Yeah. Like, so we both watched <laughs> Parenthood. Parenthood. You watched it on TV and I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. And we talked about episodes and then we, I think we were going to start. We with, were like, let's rewatch it, which we still should. That was fun. Yeah. We watched a couple episodes and the, intro song came on and I started singing it and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like I thought it was a Bob Dylan song and yeah. you were just like singing along to this song. And yeah. I was like, I've never heard this song. When we were young. We were. Yeah. That is not the song. <laughs> <laughs> but it was for me. So then we had to look it up and they couldn't, Netflix couldn't get the rights to that song. Yeah. Bob Dylan was like, hell no. Don't put me on Netflix. And so they picked this other song. Yeah. That was so the one crazy. I knew. That's so weird. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Okay. So. 
Okay, so Simon locks himself in the bedroom. Ruthie calls 911. Cops show up. Christopher Michael. They bust the door down. They have a chat with Ruthie about how if you're going to call us for a non-emergency, then you're taking emergency services away from a real emergency. Figure it out, Ruthie. Yeah. I'm surprised when she called the fire department the first time they didn't show up. Like, oh, nowadays, yeah. even if you mistakenly call 911, look out, they're coming. Yeah. I actually want to, like, erase... Like, where I've typed 911, it underlined it and highlighted it. Because you might accidentally... Because if, t- if I bump it, that yeah. sucks. One time, you know, on an iPhone, when... <laughs> When if you hit the side buttons, yeah, and it really rapidly, yeah, and then if you don't hit stop, it'll call emergency services. Yeah, one time I was dead asleep, and I woke up because my phone was ringing and it was nine one one, and I answered it and I was like, "Hello," and you know when you're still asleep enough that you don't even remember answering it. Yeah. And they were like, are you okay? This is 911. And I was like, I don't even remember calling you. And they were like, are you drunk? Are you sick? <laughs> and I was like, I swear to God, like, I everything is fine. But, like, I don't know if I was dreaming or... Did you look in your phone and see, like, did you call them two minutes before that? Like, did you have an outgoing 911 call? I It was because I hit the buttons. In your sleep? Yes, because when I woke up enough, it was, like, on that screen... It was weird. It was like unsettling. Yeah. Do you have epilepsy? I don't like, I don't think so, but. Um, okay. So they get Simon out, Simon and Matt going to go to get their tetanus shots. And well, so they get there and there's two needles on the tray. And you know what? I think every doctor or nurse or whoever thinks that that is the, that's the best day. This happened to me once we went to get the kids shots, like. Like, like, like when they were like 18 months and two and you're there like every six weeks or six months, it seems like to get like their measles, measles, mumps, rubella. And they just like opened up my file and they were like, you're due for a tetanus. Roll up your sleeve. I was like, okay. (laughs) Like you had to do it. You can't show your kids that you're scared. No. Yeah. So Simon is like, um, there's two needles there and I only signed up for one. And they were like, yeah, don't worry. The other one's for him. And, like, they're already both sitting on the bed, like, the doctor bed. <laughs> yeah. And they're, and he's inside, and Matt's like, what? And she's like, yeah, I looked at your file, and you're overdue on a shot. Yeah, this so happened to me. like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you see the nurse giving him the shot, and Matt's like, okay, just get it over with. And she's like, it's already done. Yeah. They no. do that sneaky. Yeah. Have you ever had to hold a kid while they get their needles, and you gotta, like, there's like a, a special way hold. and you hold their arm yeah. and their head. Yeah. I went, when I went with my, with somebody's kids and had to help them get the COVID vaccine. Oh yeah. And, um, she was like five maybe. Yeah. And me four. And yeah, they were like, okay, you're going to hold this and put your leg there and cross your leg your arm there. It's like the whole, it's like a chokehold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we should have used when we were trying to give Wyatt his rapid test. I think I thought of that, but like. It's his face, not his arm. Yeah. We needed access to his nose. We basically like sat on him at the front door while he was trying to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what a great time. (laughs) Okay, so there's a whole side story happening with Mary and Lucy and Jimmy Moon. So 
Jimmy Moon's going to fail science. Mary does really well in science. So Lucy has decided that Mary should tutor Jimmy Moon. Yeah. So they're at school and Lucy is giving Jimmy Moon like a pep talk about it because he's scared of Mary. Yeah. And like his girlfriend's older sister. Yeah. And so Lucy says... To Jimmy, like, just smile really big. Smile with your teeth. Yeah, because you've got great teeth, and that's how she knows that you're understanding what you're saying, what you're, what she's saying. And then she tells the same thing to Mary. She's like, watch for his big smile, because he might not talk, and that's how you'll know that he understands. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Lucy, so Jimmy comes over, and Mary is tutoring Jimmy. I was annoyed that they were on the couch with their books on the coffee table. Like yeah. My back hurt just thinking about it. Why yeah. weren't you at the kitchen or dining room table? Yeah. Yeah. I like those living rooms with the French doors that get closed them off. I think those yeah. are neat. That's a pretty 90s thing as well. Yeah. But what ensues is... So Lucy peeks in on them through the doors and they're just studying. And then Jimmy smiles with his teeth. And Mary, like, kind of, like, leans in and looks at him to make sure that he understands. And now, all of a sudden, Lucy's hallucinating. She has, like, this hallucination daydream. Like, it won't do justice to do the audio. You have to go to Instagram or TikTok. Because I will post the video of this fever dream. So, like, French music starts playing. Yes. Love music. Yeah. And, like... Loose or Mary, Mary takes, pulls her ponytail out and flips her, her hair. hair, and Jimmy like, like runs his hands <laughs> through his hair, and they're like googly eyeing at each other. Yeah. And then Jimmy throws his book, and Loose or Mary throws her pen, <laughs> and then they lean in to kiss, but it's this really, it's like a weird like replay. Like they lean in, and then it like replays it and replays yeah. it, and they're getting closer and closer, but it pulls them back each time. It's and a they, really their weird lips thing. are. Just Less than yeah, just about, about to, to touch. touch, and Lucy like shuts the door and blinks and is like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" Like, and calm down. It's very Lucy. I'm surprised she didn't run away. Yeah, but also like, talk about sexualizing the youth, a 15 year old. Because like, I don't know how old Jimmy Moon was in 1997, but his character is 13, 12 or 13. Yeah, and. Mary is 15. Yeah. That's, I don't like that. No. So, <laughs> so then. Like, like Matt's character is 26, or I mean, his in real life is 26 and he's playing a 17 year old. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Lucy throws a fit about it yeah. and she yells at Mary about being in love with Jimmy Moon. I have a scene. Okay. So oh God. I gotta get better at like queuing it up. <laughs> so how did you hurt though? What'd you think of Jimmy? It's okay. Huh? Huh? What? I know what you thought of him. You thought if he had six more arms, he could be a big octopus. What? I didn't think that. What kind of mind would? A clever mind. A mind who sees through your mask of disinterest and borderline repulsion. You're in love with him, aren't you? Oh, you have got to be kidding. It's not your fault. He's magnetic. No, no, no. Listen, you were the one who asked me to tutor him, remember? I have no interest in Jimmy. None. 
I were facing a firing squad and saying one appealing thing about him would save my life, I would have to use my last breath to ask for a blindfold. You're awfully passionate for someone who doesn't care. I care that you've lost your mind. That's it. Lost it or finally found it. You know what I mean. <laughs> I like a little throat clearing at the end there. That was at me? Yeah, that oh, was sorry. You. No, that's okay. Um, I looked it up. So, um, Jimmy Moon was born in 1981. So he was 15. Yeah. Jessica Beale is born, or no, sorry. One of them was born in 83. One of them was born in 82 and one of them was born in 81. Oh. I think Jessica Beale was born in 83. Because she's Beth, younger. Because she's younger. Lucy. Yeah. Beverly Mitchell was born in eighty two, and Jimmy Moon was born in eighty one. Okay. Yeah. Either it's still, they're still not great. teenagers. Not great. Yeah. Oh, I closed my phone. Um. So. <laughs> also, what's a babe? Octopus babe. Babe to oct octobabe babe. Puss. <laughs> like she's trying to like make a funny yeah. joke. Like yeah. nobody wants Jimmy Moon. No. Except for Lucy. Well, yeah. Uh, so Lucy turns around and does the same thing to Jimmy over the phone. Over the phone. I love that Ruthie is on the phone listening. <laughs> she's obsessed with the phone. And she's like, I'm not listening. I'm just waiting so I can make a call when you're done. <laughs> but like, I, what a core memory. You. So my sister's friends used to not be able to tell my voice and my sister's voice apart. Oh. And so I would answer and they would just start gabbing as you do. And I would just sit there and listen. And then my sister would be like, who are you on the phone with? And it'd be like one of her friends or I'd pick it up ever so quietly. Yeah, that click. Yeah. And you got to listen for it and then you could listen in. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't have that experience because I have a brother. Yeah. He didn't care. Like, and we also didn't, he has a deeper voice than me. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't remember when Mary says it, but I just wrote so bush league, Lucy. <laughs> At the very end. What does that mean? What I have bush league. I don't know. Oh, after they make up. That's what she says. So she says bush league. Like I I just don't know like what that is. Like what's a bush league? I I don't know. Does it mean like Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So then later that night, Mary comes into the room holding an envelope. And says, Jimmy just wrote a note, sent a note saying that he had to cancel the tutoring lesson um, and he was too scared to do it. So he taped it to the door and then left. And Mary just lays into Lucy and says, like, you, did I, did I record it? Do you remember? Um, no, I no. didn't. Okay. Can I interrupt you for yeah. a second? So Bush League comes from slang for out in a rural area. That's Bush. But it's from baseball. So. Oh, clever baseball reference. Yeah, it says that um, Bush League is at an inferior level. Oh. People use this as a way to call something amateurish. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Mary, like, lays into her and says, all thanks to you and your imagination, like, Jimmy's going to fail science and... Like, how could you think I would do that to you? I'm your sister. And yeah, like not, not only do you, like, it's not that you don't trust Jimmy. You don't trust me. Yeah. And I'm your sister. Yeah. So in true Lucy fashion, she couldn't run. So she cried. Ugh, I and hate her bottom. She bites her bottom lip when she cries. It's like, probably her like acting technique. She's biting it so hard to try and like 
Yeah, I don't like it. Conjure up a painful memory. <laughs> yeah, so she's crying. Beverly Mitchell, if you're listening. <laughs> like, we think you're great, but if we may make some suggestions. So then Annie comes to the door and says... Um, hey, Lucy, Mr. Moon is here to see you. I instantly thought it was Jimmy Moon's dad. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, she's just trying to be funny. Funny, I guess. Um, and so Lucy's like, oh, now I got to go apologize to him and sort of like face yeah. up. Face Fe- up. Fess up? Fess up. Come yeah. Fess up. Yeah. yeah. So we also, I just wanted to play this audio clip. I looked last week. There was none. And this got... week, I'm basically just playing the episode. Uh, I'll just talk. You play the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Jimmy coming to confront Lucy. Hey. Hey. I got something to say. Because I was afraid of losing you. Because I'm a little bit afraid of your sister in general. I dropped off an hour earlier, canceling my tutoring session. But being more afraid of my mother's reaction to an infant science, I returned. Schedule. You're pretty sentimental, in fact. Well, I appreciate that you're a passionate, whimsical creature by nature. You also need to appreciate my need for a passing science grade. Just accept the fact there's nothing going on between your sister and me. You should know me well enough by now to know that I'm not a free love kind of guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> free love kind of guy. Yeah, you're just a passionate, passionate whimsical, whimsical creature. I don't like, I mean, minor detail. When he looks at his watch to say that he's a few courteous minutes early... Mm-hmm. He's got a real limp wrist. <laughs> it just looked stupid, like, yeah. the way he did it. I didn't like it. I don't like him, like, is this... Period. I don't like him, period. Like, is this <laughs> him as a character? Is this what he's like in real life? Like, he doesn't make eye contact. We need to find out when his next bodybuilding show is and go there. <laughs> go ask him. Yeah. Matthew Linville. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, it sums up, like, yeah, Jimmy shows up. Oh, and the, yeah, so then he goes back to being tutored. Ron gets a job. Eric presumably keeps his job. Annie's in her power suit, <laughs> but is now no longer needed because Ron's there. I, Well, is she just no longer needed because she balanced the budget or she wrote the budget and now yeah. they're going to find somebody else to do it next year? Like, I think it's going to be Ron. Because he's good with paperwork? They're looking to somebody that can do it all, including play the organ. Oh, I see. It was a one-stop shop. That's what I thought. All right. Um, I like when they were offering Annie the job. They're like, you know, we need someone cheap and fast. <laughs> and then they, like, offered her the job. I know. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they could have worded that way differently. Yeah. This isn't Mad Men. <laughs> I mean, it's only a few years after. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't forget, folks, if we can leave you with anything, make sure you're up to date on your tetanus shots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. And watch your bottom line. Watch your bottom line, because the business of compassion is giving people a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh also God. follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Give us a chance. Give us a chance. Write us a review. I- I should post some more because we've been getting like Apple reviews and they just are so kind. Oh, I haven't, I've been like failing. I got to look more at it, at the reviews. That's okay. Like I show you. Okay. You got to teach me how to edit and everything. Just teach you how to Dougie, teach you how to edit, <laughs> teach you how to nay nay. 
Is that what it is? I see you whip. Watch, watch me, nay, nay. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. All right. So next episode, it's called It's All About George. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Episode 19. I can't believe it. Three more. Three more. 19, 20, 21, 22. Four more. Four more. Yeah. Um, All about George the orphan. So Eric's parents come to visit and almost lose their newly adopted son, George. Like... <laughs> Yeah. I thought they only came once a year, first of all. Second of all, you've had this kid for two minutes. Yeah. Like, what's happening? I hate the still shots they use. The thumbnails, they make no sense. They have nothing to do with the episode. Yeah. Like, Simon covered in bubbles, and this is dangerous liaisons. (laughs) (laughs) That's not great. Um, Yeah, these next... I'm excited about these next four episodes. The taglines that they've got are really good. Yeah. So... You're really good. Oh, you're really good. Well, let's go be really good. Be really good together. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.